Hello and welcome back. Happy New Year and happy new season of the CCO Buzz. Today, we are joined by one of the newer members of the core compliance team, Senior Compliance Consultant, Maggie Tavares. Maggie is joining us to discuss the 2021 risk alert on advisory fees. She's here to help us understand and unpack the main considerations, best practices, and how they impact firms when assessing the latest guidance in today's regulatory compliance landscape. With that, let's begin. First off, thank you for joining us, Maggie, and welcome to the team. You made a splash of an entrance at the end of last year and authored December's risk management update titled Regulatory Focus on the Accuracy and Adequacy of Advisory Fee Billing and Disclosures. In the article, you dive deep into some key points about the SEC's risk alert. Would you mind sharing a bit of background on the risk alert for our listeners before we dive in? Of course. Thank you for the warm welcome. In November of 2021, the SEC Division of Examinations issued a risk alert outlining deficiencies found during their national exam initiative on advisory fees. Take note that this was supplementary to a previously issued risk alert in April of 2018, covering a comprehensive breakdown to advisory fees, including the accuracy of charged fees, the adequacy of advisor disclosures, and the overall effectiveness of the firm's books and records for the same. Wow. I can see how the deficiencies can be common throughout the industry and how this may be a curious pain point for firms. In your article, you highlight the key issues for firms. Mind if we unpack your insight and provide listeners with a few snippets of the article? I guess I can impart a few nuggets, but full disclosure, they'll have to check out the article for a more comprehensive understanding of the risk alert. Great. Let's start with advisory fee calculation, as I feel many firms may think that they already have it handled, but based off of this risk alert, it may be something they want to revisit. All right. From the alert, we learned that some of the common deficiencies found within the exam initiative included the implementation of new or updated fee schedules without converting all existing clients to the same. This, in turn, often results in double billing and thus a breach in the advisor's fiduciary duty to the client. There were other deficiencies found, but listeners can check out the article for additional areas of concern. You know me too well, Miss Maggie. I love a good article tease. But speaking of those deficiencies, how do you recommend firms approach these vulnerable areas? We encourage our clients to regularly perform compliance testing, which would be a more holistic and comprehensive approach to the deficiencies within the risk alert. We recommend, for example, a review of invoices from each billing cycle comparing the fee percentage rate used to calculate the fee with the fee percentage rate outlined in the client agreement. Understanding that core compliance recommends regular compliance testing, how would firms navigate deficiencies surrounding missing or inadequate policies and procedures? Great question. Within this risk alert, the staff found that vague or generic policies and procedures did not address specifics related to a firm's processes for computing billing, testing, and advisory fees. They also found that firms failed to disclose material advisory fee components, such as valuation of e-liquid assets included in the assets for the calculation of advisory fees, fee offsets, such as those offered in 12B1 fees, fee reimbursements for terminated accounts where the client prepaid fees, 
prorating fees for additions or subtractions of assets and accounts, and family account aggregation of householding for fee calculations. Now, in order to address these within a firm's regular compliance testing, an in-depth review of policies and procedures would be necessary surrounding advisory invoices, the monitoring of fee calculations and billing, or both to ensure that they have been formalized as current and in practice. Thank you for the insight, but I need to ask a poignant question. As a firm, how will I know what to review and how will I be able to determine that what we've established is quote unquote adequate enough? That's another great question. And I'm pretty sure RIAs throughout the industry are asking themselves, how do I know what I don't know? I encourage our clients to leverage the insight of a third party, constantly reviewing your own systems in place and the routines that have become second nature make it very difficult for firms to distinguish accuracy and adequacy of advisory fee billing. As advisors, they must perform periodic testing so they can refine and improve their fee billing policies and procedures as appropriate and address new risks as identified to include assurances that clients are provided with full and fair disclosure of all fees and expenses and related material conflicts of interest. To that end, one needs to leverage a partner that is well-versed in this area, like core compliance, who can assist with the assessment of your advisory fee billing practices. I invite listeners, if you have any questions regarding your compliance program, advisory fees, or how to further unpack the latest guidance, please call us at 619-278-0020 or visit us at our website, www.corecls.com, for more information to connect with our team directly. Thank you so much for joining us today, Maggie. We really appreciate it. Well, that's it for this week's episode. If you'd like additional information, please check out our website at www.corecls.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at CoreCLS. Thank you, and we hope you tune in to next week's episode of the CCO Buzz.